Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of Religion. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Good, good to talk to you and everybody listening to the show right now. So, you know, got busy day today. But um, yeah, let's. Let's um, talk about the big news in uh, sports. Bryce Harper um, officially um, signing with the with the Phillies, thirteen years, three hundred and thirty million dollar contract, uh, MLB record for now until Aaron Judge signs an extension with the Yankees. But um, what else is I gonna say? Um, we'll also talk about John Travaris's uh, infamous return back, uh, you know, in front of the, the Islander crowd and his uh, reception. Um, we're also going to talk about the Knicks um, failing to tank lately and uh, two familiar faces from uh, the Garden's past, you know, return to mentor the future. We'll get into that. And uh, in the world of WWE, uh, the biggest news uh, about Kofi Kingston's uh, potential um, match at Fastlane, which was uh, pulled away from uh, Vince McMahon on, on SmackDown. We'll dive into that. And Kofi whether or not that was a great idea or a bad idea. But most importantly, um, you know, the number is uh, a 917 That's 917-388-4189. So feel free uh, to talk about any of these topics and more. And we'd love to hear from you. But without further ado, let's talk about the big news. Bryce Harper signs the massive 13-year 330 contract. And, you know, basically, unfortunately, I was right, you know. I know there was rumors that he might sign with uh, the uh, San Francisco Giants. You know, he might sign with the L.A. Dodgers. He might sign with the White Sox, but then White Sox dropped out probably a week or two ago. The Nationals, who's always waiting in the wings, and, you know, they originally offered him a 10-year, uh, $200 million contract that was deferred, you know, which basically would have put them in a Bobby Bonilla situation um, if they would have, uh, you know, if he would have signed that deferred deal. And, um, you know, basically uh, the Phillies owner, I think his name is John Middleton, if I'm certainly right. Um, he was right. He spent stupid money, man. You know, he, 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 he really broke the bank and, um, you know, I can't fault him for throwing throwing the money at uh, Bryce Harper, but 
13 years, 330, that's, that's beyond excessive. I mean, 10 years, I mean, 10 years is, is, is more than enough to get, get somebody, you know, I mean, I, I thought the, the, the Marlins signing John Carlos Stanton to that extension, 13, 13 year, um, $325 million contract was, was, um, beyond splurging the money. But I mean, the, it was a, it was a different, um, mindset because at that time the Marlins are known for, for, um, acquiring, you know, great talent, you know, um, prospects who are promising and, you know, veteran talent that helped catapult them to win a championship in 97. They broke up the team. And then afterwards, a few years later in uh, 2003, with a completely new team, uh, other than Jeff Conine, you know, they had another championship. So, and then afterwards, they broke up the team again. So, them signing Giancarlo Stanton to that extension at that point was like a, a sign that they're, you know, they're going to be committed to winning. And if you remember, I think what year was that? 2013? Um, they, um, no, it was, was it 2013? Let me try to do the math in my head. Uh, it was 2012. They, they signed Jose Reyes, a huge deal. They, um, they had um, um, Ozzy Guillen as the manager. They signed all these great players, and then afterwards, they just—I think at the end of the season, they, or in the middle of the season—they just trading everybody left and right. Like, you know, that's the problem with that franchise. You know, when they win the wild card, they win a title, but you know, the the organizations, man, they just they just can't, you know, keep their teams together. You know, they they always draft well. You know they get the the um veteran guy who put them over the top, but they can never sustain a team in in Florida, and that's why they they're, they're having, you know this um another horrible time down in Miami because they can never maintain their talent. And as evident as last year, after they signed him to that deal, you know they trade him away, they trade him away to the Yankees, and um. You know the, the 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 cycle continues. So, going back to Bryce Bryce Harper, you know, I understand the Phillies had to you know get a, a tra- you know a, a a transitional franchise player, a guy who could turn you know their franchise around, you know, get them back to their winning ways. You know, I applaud the Phillies for doing that. Thirteen years was just like an extreme sign of de- uh, desperation. But that's not even the worst thing about the the um about them getting him. So apparently they had a um a press conference today and Bryce Harper was saying he made a, a, a you know, you gotta give him credit, he, he gave such a passionate speech about bringing the title back to DC. <laughs> there was only one small problem. He didn't resign with the with the Washington Nationals. He signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. He forgot. So I, I'm surprised, you know, the Philly fanatic did not attack him on stage. You know, well, then again, <laughs> I didn't see the press conference, so I, you never know. That could have happened. But, you know, um, 
I mean, the the I, I you know I applaud the Phillies for making a bold move, you know, to try to um, get themselves back to the playoffs. You know, they were this close to making the playoffs. Uh, the Braves was able to hold them off, and um, you know the, the the Phillies they made a lot of moves. You know, just like the Mets, you know the Phillies got Real Muto, who who the Mets was coveting um, until they you know they settled for Wilson Ramos, who who appears to be a perfect fit uh, with the Mets organization, you know, with his veteran leadership and, you know, all those years playing with uh, the Washington uh, Nationals and that split season last year with the Rays and Phillies. So, you know, he, he um, you know, he's, he, he'll, he'll definitely provide leadership and provide pop out of that veteran catcher position as evident as the, um, the grand slam he hit, even though it is spring training, but um you know, both teams made big moves, you know. Uh, you know, I like the McCutcheon signing for Phillies, um, the Rio Muro signing, David Robertson, who, who has experience closing and staying up. You know, I, I, and, and then not to mention, you know, you have um, Keiko and Trimble out there still. So Phillies could still make another splash out there because um, Kimball is, is attracting attention to all the, you know, the NL East teams minus the Mets and uh, the Marlins, including his former team, uh, the Braves. So, yeah, the, the, the NL East is pretty much wide open other than, you know, um, the Marlins. So, um, yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough deci- tough division for sure. You know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um you know, as a huge Mets fan, I'm definitely going to be watching. And like Brody Van Wagenen said, come and get us. So <laughs> we'll, see what ha- we'll see if the Mets can stay healthy and, you know, the pitching can, you know, pitch as advertised. And uh, hopefully they can shock the world like the Shockmaster. <laughs> shockmaster, but in a positive way. <laughs> well, I like the move. I you know I like the move. Um, Phillies are pretty much saying that you know they want to win now with this. You know the contract I don't like so much. Yeah, thirteen years, what three hundred thirty million was it? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bit excessive. Um, I mean, yeah, they could have gotten by by signing him to ten year deal, but I guess you know this was Harper's. Um, this was Harper's doing. You know, I guess he wanted to sign for that long. So and Morris, and Morris, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit, you know, excessive. But yeah, man, Phillies they got the job done. They got the guy they wanted. You know, well, the second guy they wanted because they also wanted mm-hmm. Machado, but they didn't get him. But mm-hmm. I think it's gonna it bolsters it bolsters their roster, and now they have added depth. And they have a very good team. They have a team that could possibly go to the World Series. You could make a case. You know, they're a World Series contender now with the addition of Harper. You know, it's now or never for them. So in the next several years, you know, they have to compete for the World Series. Or else this trade is a bust. Well, this this signing is a bust, I should say. Um, but I I like the deal, man. I think it's a win now move, and the Phillies are going to be very good next year. 
You know, they're gonna challenge a lot of those teams in the in the NL East and in the National League overall. So, so these are they're making moves. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, the only thing is, is that other than Nola, I think uh, you know the Mets and the Nationals have a better rotation than they do. So, you know, I, I, I don't think the Phillies are done. I don't think the Phillies are done. I oh, think no, they're, no, they're going to make more either. moves. You know, they're going to add more. They're going to add some still out there. Yeah. Gio Gonzalez is still out there, and uh, um, Kimball's out there. So I'm right. expecting them to sign at least two two out of the three. But knowing the Phillies, worst-case scenario, they might sign all three. I wouldn't be surprised. Because yeah, I'm like going all out. Who's, Mets are selling for we, uh, not Wheeler, um, uh, um, uh, Vargas. Who obviously had a horrible, horrible first half. Yes, he was hurt. He missed he missed the beginning part of the season, including spring training. He was brutal. Yes, he did have a better second half. I think he went what three, three and two or something with like a three ERA. But you know, damage was done. I mean, he he was a good sport. I mean, I think this was he said this before he, you know, he pitched his his first game in a. Um, spring training a few a few days ago, which he did pitch well. I think he, he pitched only one inning or so. Uh, but, you know, he, he said that, you know, he, he to paraphrase what he was saying, like, you know, he's a team player. You know, he wouldn't have a problem with them getting another guy if it's going to help them win, you know. I mean, he said the right things, you know. So I give him credit. But Mets are banking a lot on uh, veterans, just like they've had in the for Lord, Lord knows how long. You know, uh, Todd Frazier is hurt. Um, Brandon Brandon Nemo, he's he's hurt after he, you know, there was, you know, it's alleged from um, uncooked food he cooked that made him sick or something. Um, I'm trying to think who who else is, who else is hurt on this team. Um, oh yeah, Jed Lowry, one of their their key free agent signings. You know, he's. He has a a knee problem, um, and they they recently signed uh, Carlos Gomez um, to a minor league deal. The guy they almost reacquired um, four years ago in the the non Wilmer Flores trade, which basically changed the 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 um, complexion of the franchise. You know, as a result of them uh, getting Joanna um, Cespedes the a few days afterwards, I think two two days afterwards. At the deadline, uh, July thirty first, uh, four years ago. So basically, Mets are going to see if they could catch a lightning in a bottle. They have a lot of veterans, um, you know, in camp. Rajay Davis, who was you know in a losing effort with the Cleveland Indians against the um, against um, the Cubs when he hit that game tying home run off. Uh, of uh, your boy um, Chapman, you know, before he resigned with the he, before he signed with the Yankees in the off season that year. But um, oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, Wheeler said that you know he wants to sign with the Mets, but he's not going to take a hometown discount. So if Mets uh, Mets got to be careful, you know, with this guy. He this is his walk here. Uh, he finally had a a, a good season. Hopefully he can have another. 
But yeah, the most important thing is they got they got to lock up uh, the Grom. Obviously, he's not gonna have a. Uh, is, there's a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance he's not gonna have a uh, a point seventy ERA like he did last year. But he, you know, he's he's bound to have another great year this year. So Mets got to do everything they can to re-sign the Grom and hope they can stay healthy and try to contend for this division because this division is tough. So four team division seems like. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough challenge uh, when you got the Phillies now. They're looking better than ever. Braves are a good team, you know, um, and um, Nationals, even though they lost Harper, they still have very good pitching, you know, so they they should still be good. Then the Mets, you know, the Mets, they've added, you know, their pieces, you know, got that trade for Cano. They've added some pitching, so yeah, it's definitely got to be a wild National East, uh, you know, this upcoming season. So it's going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, shifting gears with um, to, to hockey. Yeah, another big news uh, out of hockey was uh, the return of. Uh, the former leader of the the Islanders, John Tavares, you know he returned uh, he returned to um, Nassau Coliseum, you know to face the team he played for for like a decade, and um, basically it was evident that the the fans still felt betrayed by him, you know, leaving them because apparently at the trading deadline they were going to they were thinking about trading him because, you know, he didn't sign an extension, but he promised that he was going to re-sign with them in the offseason. But whether or not he was lying to them or change your heart as soon as he was a free agent, so he basically um, signed with his hometown team, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So as a result, you know, the, the, in the offseason, the, the, the Islander fans felt betrayed because they had all, all their hope and faith, you know, in him to bring them back to um, eventually bring them back to, you know, the glory days that they had in the, the eighties, you know? So as a result, he returned back to play his first game in the Nassau Coliseum, you know, since the, since he, you know, he left them for free agency and the fans really let him have it. They booed the heck out of him. They called him every name in the book called him a traitor, burned jerseys, like it, throwing snakes onto the field. It was, you know. Where they got the snakes from? Oh, those toy snakes. Um, they got, yeah, they got toy snakes, you know, to show that he's a snake, you know, he's a traitor, uh, you know, okay. for, for abandoning them. And to put the icing on the cake, uh, the, the Islanders uh, beat the Maple Leafs 6-1. to one. Wow. And, uh yeah, people are are still talking about it. Um but you know, he but the Maple Leafs bounced back and beat the Sabres um uh by the final score of 5 to 2 uh today. So you know, they put it behind them. You know, his his first game back in Toronto after, you know, the infamous uh return 
you know, in NASA Coliseum against his former team. So what's your thoughts on the whole situation? Yeah, it's not a way to, it's not a way you'd want to be welcome back to the team, to the town that you play for. But, hey, I could understand fans' frustrations with him after, you know, thinking that he's going to come back with the team and then having him leave the fans feeling betrayed. Yeah, I would have probably do something on the field on the ice too. You know, again, what went to one of those sex shops in Times Square and wore like a black dildo and throw it at his freaking helmet. Oh you know, you throw the most vile and disgusting thing that you could at him. You know, and that's what they did. They threw stuff at him, made him feel worthless, and they got the win. And <laughs> in the end, Tyler did so. It's part of business. You know, it's part of business. A lot of these athletes, you know, they make business decisions. You know, a lot of times they, they'll switch teams or go sign on other teams because, you know, they're trying to better themselves or they do it for financial reasons. So, I mean, you can't blame her for that. Man, you know, so. it makes me, one, makes me wonder if uh, Bryce Harper is going to have that that uh, introduction when he faced the, 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 um, the Nationals. Yeah. Uh, I would assume later this month, and um, you know Porzingis is going to be well next year. You know I would assume he's going to resign with the, the with the Martin, the Mavs. You know, that's going to be interesting uh, with the reception. Um, you know the Knicks fans are going to give Porzingis when he returns. You know since he allegedly you know demanded a trade because of you know the state of the Knicks. You know in recent years. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see the the reaction the fans are going to give them. Yeah. But um, before I go to the um, I talk about uh, you know Mitchell Robinson, you know, arguably the 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 biggest highlight of this lost Knicks uh, season. Um, what player you think would 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 um what what former player of your uh, team you root for, whether it's the Yankees? Uh, Giants, Knicks. What 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 player do you think would um you know get a reaction of you you know the bull of a player that a former player that played for your team? Wow. Uh-huh. Hmm. Who would I boo? That's that's a good that's a good question. Uh, I mean, it would definitely be have to be someone that. I feel betrayed our team, betrayed yeah. us by leaving our team. Um, I honestly can't think of one myself. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of one right now. Especially in recent yeah. time. Look, maybe going back, I could think of some players that you could think like, man, this player is a traitor. But off the top of my head, right now, currently, I can't really think of a player. There's no I player really I can think of, think of right now. Maybe if Joe Kim Noah became a superstar player and started averaging 20 points out of nowhere and racking double-doubles. Yeah, but you know, even like like a, I didn't even care about Joe Kim Noah. He didn't even play for, for me to even care about him that, like that. So I know. You know? That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, unless if he just came like out of nowhere and became a superstar player and lived up to his potential. But, yeah, not even him, really. I mean, he was he was hurt. You know, he was never like he was. I mean, he was always a great defensive player, but he was never offensive player. So, I mean, it's it's not like he was. You know, what I mean, like 
it would have to be like a Carmelo Anthony type type of player for you to think, hey man, you got you know this guy, you know it was this great future Hall of Famer guy, and he didn't do anything. But not even Carmelo Anthony is is viewing that light, you know, especially yeah, no. that through me because, you know, he 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 tried to put the city on his back, you know. Obviously, he didn't play he, he didn't play great defense and he didn't have a great team around him. So because of that, and not to mention, you know, Phil Jackson basically get you know forcing him out of town. Carmelo Anthony is not going to get that reaction, and he hasn't gotten that reaction. As a matter of fact, he showed up in the Garden, you know, earlier this year, and he, uh, you know, this season, and, you know, he he had a, he got cheered, and rightfully so. So, yeah, honestly, I can't really think of a a player of that ilk in in modern-day sports, especially for the teams we root for, you know, you with the Yankees, uh, Knicks, and, you know, Giants, and me with the, you know, Mets, Knicks, Jets. I, I can't really, honestly can't think of a, a player like that that would get that reaction. There is a coach slash GM slash president. Pat Riley? Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. He's probably mean, probably yeah, the only I mean, one. Cause... I still think, yeah, I still think of him as a traitor because, you know, I, I, I really wish he would have stayed and, you know, he could have, I, th- I think he could have turned the, the franchise around, you know. He's, he's uh, arguably in the top five of Knicks head coaches. You know, yeah. so I really wish he would have stayed. I mean, I I, I loved uh, Van Gundy, you know, the way, he, you know, him as a coach. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely put Pat Riley over him for sure. I mean, Pat Riley literally won every every place he went to except for the Knicks. I mean, you know, he did take us to the finals in 94, but we're the, on, the only franchise he didn't win a title with. Yeah, I mean, you know? and, you know, when he did come back as, you know, he – the culture of the Heat, he got booed a lot oh. here in the Garden, all the time, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So, I booed yeah. his ass. So, yeah, that's the only I, guy. I was born, too. That's the only guy I booed, really. Yeah. I do Jordan if he came, when he comes, you know, you know, as the owner of, of, of the the um, Bobcats. No, not Bobcats. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the, um, the, darn, I'm trying to remember the name of the team now. Um, Hornet, Hornets. Because, right. you know, because they changed the name uh, to the Hornets, rightfully so you know, a few years ago. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I would still – like, those are the type of people I would boo. But those are the guys – those guys are, like, the enemies of the Knicks from, like, the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm old school. I'd, I'd boo him. I'd boo both of those guys. I'd, I'd boo Reggie Miller, you know, Chipper Jones, you know, every pop-up in City Field, you know, even though he's, he's – to his credit, uh, Chipper, Chipper Jones has, has mellowed out, you know. He hasn't been antagonistic with the fans, you know. He gives the Mets. Um, yeah, it has to be like a Hall of Fame type coach or manager to get that that ilk. And I, I can't think of a, a current person right now who who warrants that um, that you know that heat from the fans in yeah. these other sport in the local sports. But uh, yeah, yeah, shifting gears with uh, uh, um, you know. With the with the um to the Knicks, the modern day Knicks, uh, Mitchell Robinson, he's he's been uh, you know, he's been phenomenal. He, this guy has been averaging almost a, a double double, four or five uh, you know, block shots a game, and you know he had a blast from the past 
you know, being coached, uh, being uh, visited by um, Pat Riley's former um, assistant coach, David Fisdale, and, um, of course, um, Marcus Camby, the former Nick Great, who was, of course, coached by Van Gundy when he was with the Knicks. So here's that segue from what we were just talking about. And basically, as you all know, uh, DeAndre Jordan, ever since he's been traded to the Knicks in the Porzingis trade, he's been mentoring uh, Mitchell Robinson. But where did Mitchell? But where did DeAndre Jordan get his, um, you know, his tenacity, blocking shots, and and dunking from? It, it's from Marcus Camby when he was a rookie, and Marcus Camby was with the Clippers, you know, in the early two thousand. Marcus Camby. <laughs> nope. <laughs> thing you know everything comes full circle so DeAndre Jordan you know is the mentor of Mitchell Robinson but he was mentored by Marcus Camby the the former Nick Great uh-huh. you know when they were teammates on Clippers so now uh, David Fisdale asked um, Marcus Camby to come visit uh, Mitchell Robinson to to give him some advice to, you know, to make him, you know, live up to his potential. And, uh, you know, the, the last game a few days ago, um, uh, Latrell Sprewell and Marcus Camby both visited the Garden, you know, and they imparted wisdom to uh, Mitchell Robinson. So, I mean, he's a keeper, man. They, they cannot treat this guy. Oh, yeah. This guy has a great potential. You know, he's a double-double machine. And, yeah, he can only get better from here. So, with, you know, guys like Camby and Jordan, you know, helping him out and mentoring him, yeah, he he could be a superstar player in the upcoming years. You know, hopefully we do keep him. We don't trade this guy. But knowing the, yeah, Knicks, the Knicks do foolish things, so I wouldn't be surprised if Knicks do trade him sometime here. For real. Because the Knicks are dead. One, one thing they cannot do, they cannot overpay for any of these guys in the offseason. So, which we'll see what happens, do. man. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they'll do if they can't get if they can't get Durant and Kyrie Irving to come. They're going to overpay for, you know, Jimmy Butler and, and you know, DeMarcus Cousins and um, Kimball Walker, you know, those type, of, those type of players. Good players, but not you know, franchise-altering type players. You know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what see what the Knicks do, man. And speaking of a player that that changes the organization he he works for, Kofi Kingston, man. Kofi Kingston is having the, the so far the best year ever. You know, he he wowed everybody in um, the um, the gauntlet match on the SmackDown of the the week of uh, Elimination Chamber. And Black History um, Month. Yeah, Black History Month. <laughs> and, of course, the, knowing WWE, they didn't capitalize on it. So, <laughs> you know, he took he took Daniel Bryan and, and all the other competitors to the limit in the Elimination Chamber, which, you know, we spoke about uh, last week. Um, it, you know, more in depth about that last week. And uh, this past Tuesday was supposed to be 
the official signing of his um, contract, you know, his 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 official title match that he's gonna have, he was gonna have that fast lane, and um, you know, he he was sitting down. Uh, Daniel Bryan was sitting down with uh, Eric Rowan, um, and basically, you know, the New Day was with uh, with Kofi Kingston. As soon as I heard Vince McMahon music, man, I knew he was gonna do the same thing he did with Becky Lynch, you know, um, taking her out of the ti- t- taking her out of the title um, picture, and and just inserting uh, Charlotte Flair, because Charlotte Flair has to win the eighth title, in like three years she's been in the company. You know, so I know there was going to be a similar thing like that. Once I heard Vince McMahon's music came, I knew he was going to do that. Yeah, I, I was just like, oh man, here we go again. And you know, the fans, man, they just once that music pops, you know, they get nostalgic. They're like, Ooh, Vince, Vince McMahon's coming. But they don't remember. Ninety-nine percent of the time, he's he's usually a heel. Yeah, he he rarely does stuff in their favor, in the fans' favor. You know. So once I knew he was coming, I'm like, oh, boy, he's going to mess with Kofi. And sure enough, he did. And he took him out of the title picture, which I was not happy about. And then, you know, he replaced him with Kevin Owens, which, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, he's a phenomenal wrestler. I have not, nothing, no issues against him personally. Um, they should have just waited. They should just wait until WrestleMania to give him a title shot opportunity. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, the rumor was was that Kofi Kingston was going to face Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, but lose to, to Daniel Bryan. And then Daniel Bryan would have was going to face Kofi, uh, would have faced uh, Kevin Owens for the title at WrestleMania, which I thought was a bad idea. So once that happened, I was, you know, I wasn't happy about the decision, but then when I thought about it logically, I was like, maybe this will ensure the chance that Kofi Kingston will win the title at WrestleMania, because if he faces him at Fastlane, the odds of him winning the title is is slim, because he would have to lose the title at Fastlane and then gain another opportunity again to to try to win the title at WrestleMania which most likely that would be killing his momentum. So by them switching, flip-flopping Kevin Owens to fight at Fastlane, which to be honest with you, this pay-per-view should not even exist anymore because the brand, the brand split is, is basically over, you know, because everybody's going on both shows anyway. So Fastlane should have never happened. Elimination Chamber should have been the last pay-per-view event before WrestleMania. The, the the Fastlane pay-per-view event has no juice to it whatsoever. It's it's literally a waste of time, you know. So, um, what was I gonna say? So 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 my my opinions on Kofi getting taken out of the match changed because if if they do if they do this and Kofi, if uh, Kevin Owens loses and then Kofi gets an opportunity. And you know to to win at WrestleMania, then this will work out. So, what was your what was your initial thoughts about this whole move? I was pissed off, man. Pissed off that Vince did that. The Kofi's this is this has been a long-awaited moment for Kofi. 
to get this title shot, and Vince McMahon screws him out of it. And now we have to watch Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. I mean, like you said, Kevin Owens is established. He's a very good wrestler. I'm sure they're going to have a very good match. But Mm -hmm. the fans, we wanted Kofi in there. That was his moment. Mm -hmm. I hope this is just a front for Kofi getting a shot at WrestleMania. I hope it is. That's what I'm hoping, too. You know, or else I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be, like, marching, Mm -hmm. like, those lesbians in those... The LGBT community out there, so they better not mess with me. So I'm saying, yeah, man, it's pissed off, pissed off, man. Well, I'm I'm hoping um I'm hoping he can um you know like like you just said I'm hoping and I guess what I said also earlier too I hope this is a smokescreen for them to you know give Kofi his opportunity his big moment at WrestleMania because. You know, if they if they didn't give him the moment at Elimination Chamber, you know, it makes uh, it makes perfect sense for them to um, give him his moment at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, how many times? How many? I was arguing about the same thing about Bailey a few years ago. Like, you know, when when a when a fan favorite doesn't win, hasn't won the title, and you're so close to WrestleMania, it's best to just wait at WrestleMania for them to win the title. Right. With Bailey, they made her win like probably in Fastlane like for a few years before that, or whatever the pay per view event was called uh, before um, the WrestleMania that they had. You know, when uh, Becky, Becky, I think she defeated uh, Charlotte. I think it was is that a Charlotte or Shasha? I think it was I think it was Charlotte. Yeah, I think it was uh, Charlotte. I think Bailey only won the title against um, against Charlotte, unless she beat Bailey once. I don't remember. Uh, I, I'm, but yeah, I, I can't remember either. But yeah, but yeah, it just it, it, I was I was pure at first, but thinking about it, you know, it only works if Kofi Kingston gets a title shot opportunity at WrestleMania and wins it. Or else, this is just going to be a waste of time. This is going to be like Booker T versus Triple H all over again. You're not people like you don't win a title. And, you know, the bad guy wins, you know. Or even WrestleMania 2000, where all the McMahons were surrounding all the wrestlers in the ring, and Vince McMahon screwed uh, The Rock out of a title, which ultimately happened two years in a row, WrestleMania 2000 and WrestleMania um, uh, 17, mm-hmm. so, which was 2001. So back-to-back years, Vince McMahon tricked The Rock, and and cost them the title, which I mean, you would have assumed if you were the Rock, you would have um, kind of um, you would have learned your lesson the year prior to that, but apparently he didn't. But I guess in his in his credit, um, who would have thought Vince McMahon would have turned on turned on the Rock to help all time nemesis Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, in you know in Houston that year, but. You know, it was one of the most iconic moments in WWE history. So, hopefully, at hopefully at WrestleMania, um, what is it, thirty-five? Oh, I forgot what number it is. You know, I think it's thirty-five. You know, in the Meadowlands, you know, um, the uh, Kofi Kingston will have a happy ending. You know, finally winning the title and. defeat ending Daniel Bryan's reign, which I never thought in a million years I'd want to see 
Daniel Bryan's title reign end, but man, that's how much Kofi 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 deserves it, man. I hope this is his year, and we'll talk oh, about know. that more next time. Uh, you have anything you'd like to say quickly? Yeah, uh, check out my show uh, IMAX Saturdays at ten, and come back here check out uh, Sports of Legend every Saturdays at eleven, only on Box Talk Radio. You're the guy. Check out both shows. Check out my YouTube show, Sports and Legend TV. And I'll see you guys next time. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Mamo. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.